Welcome to another episode of Shauna Kay's Motivational Breeze. Thank you so much for inviting me in your offices, in your schools, in your business places, in your cars, wherever you are at this moment listening to Shauna Kay Motivational Breeze. I thank you. Today, I want to talk to you on the topic bullying. What is bullying? Bullying can be defined as an ongoing verbal, physical, or written harassment that occurs in community and or school setting. Bullies use aggression or threat of it to gain dominance over their peers. They tend to repeatedly target children who are different in some way or another. Non-assertive youngsters who will not defend themselves or seek assistance can also become a prey. Nearly all children experience bullying to some degree, and I'm sure you can attest to this. It occurs most often in youngsters between the ages of 10 to 14 years. It certainly exists among older children as well. However, its nature tends to become more subtle. Now, let us talk about strategies for school administration. What are school administrators doing to combat bullying? What are us as educators? What role do we play to help combat bullying? Well, I just want you to know that it is very paramount for school administrative personnel to increase awareness of the effects of bullying and reduce its presence in our schools. The first step is to create a bullying prevention committee. The committee should contain teachers, counselors, paraprofessionals, parents, administrators, and students. The committee should assess the prevalence of bullying in schools by having students complete surveys. Surveys is a great tool that will drive data, that will give you data, that will help you identify the different strengths and weaknesses that you have in your schools. Conducting observations reviewing records, interviewing the involved parties. After the committee has gathered the information about the level and types of bullying in the, its school, it should search for an anti-bullying program that is suited to the needs and characteristics of the particular school setting. Now, school administrators, you should also increase awareness of bullying in the local community. It, it is said it takes a village to raise a child. This approach might involve holding a conference day that involves staff, parents, local merchants, community leaders, police, and students. The instructional event could help people understand the effects of bullying, how to recognize its presence, and how to intervene when they witness it. Students might devise realistic presentations allow them to dramatize or engage in other activities that helps to promote the awareness of bullying. Knowing that bullying is most likely to occur during unstructured times of the day, for example, during transition, recess, lunch, hallway passing to next classes, 
supervision of students should be increased on the playground and in the cafeteria and hallways. Having more supervision during these times not only helps to reduce bullying, but also improves intervention response time if an incident should occur. Finally, it is important to remember that parental participation is an integral part of successful anti-bullying programs. Parents should be informed of the bullying program used by the school or under consideration. We know the home is the first institution of learning. They should also be aware of the procedures used by administration in order to address and react to bullying incidents. The school administration should also encourage parents to become involved in the program and in the school's operation in general. Now, I want to share with you some classroom strategies I have implemented and I have been using to combat bullying in my classroom. Teachers, we serve on the front line in the campaign against bullying. Here are some tips you can use to keep bullying at bay. I discuss the rules with my students, or better yet, I can say I involve them in making the rules. Students are more likely to abide by and promote rules they helped create. Second, the rules should not be written in a positive manner. I encourage my students, instead of focusing on what the students should not do, I encourage them to write rules that identify the desired behavior. For example, instead of don't disrespect others, word the intent as talk nicely to others. Thirdly, when making rules, it is also a good idea to discuss the consequences for failing to follow them. Create consequences that will help the bully to learn social pro skills. The consequences should be something functional. For example, writing I will not hit Jane 250 times on a sheet of paper is not functional at all. While indicating what not to do, it provides no description of the desired behavior. In that case, the bully doesn't really learn anything new. It neither identifies or promotes an alternative behavior, such as when I'm hungry, I will use I messages to express my feelings. The bully should be taught to accept responsibility for his or her action and engage in more appropriate actions. Fourthly, Whole regular classroom meetings. Every morning, I have mindful days, mindful Sundays, mindful Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, so that my students can I clarify or change bullying-related rules if necessary. This gathering helps my students to become more aware of bullying and what they should do if it happens to them. Every classroom dynamic is unique and that factor should always be considered when creating rules and consequences. Sometimes rules also have to be modified because of that un-uniqueness. Develop and or use a curriculum and materials that actively promote positive assertiveness, communication, respect for others, and friendship within the classroom. And lastly, 
Talk regularly with parents and inform them of how their child is behaving and performing in school. It is very, very important that teachers, educators, you have a very, very positive relationship with your parents. Inform them of any bullying occurring to or from their child and discuss how action taken to help their child are not working. What to do in the midst of bullying? Once aware of a bullying incident and which child is the aggressor, speak to the bully. Let the offender know that this kind of behavior will not be tolerated in school. Remind him or her that everyone has a right to be safe in the school, including him or her. Very often, the bully will deny or minimize his or her involvement in the situation. Regardless, describe to the bully what he or she did and why it is not acceptable. Help them to understand. Discuss the consequences he or she will have to face as a result of the behavior and advise the bully that he or she will be closely monitored by the school staff. Document what happened. Documentation is very, very important. You need to have evidence. In my school, we have an incident report. The document should establish who, what, when, where, and why of the bullying. Occurrence as well as how the school handled the incident. Encourage your other staff to closely monitor this student. It is also important to have serious talk with the victim as soon as possible. Make sure that the bully is not there. Use a concerned and supportive approach. Find out the victim's story and document his or her version as well. Assure the victim that consequences will be given to the bully. And if the bully or anyone else bothers him or her, the victim again, she or he should inform the staff so they can help him or her handle the situation. Arrange a meeting with the parents of both the victim and bully depending on the situation or the parent's preference. The meeting can occur with parents of the bully and victims together or at separate times and places. Administrative personnel should be present. Security personnel might also be asked to wait nearby. School personnel should discuss consequences the bully will face as a result of his or her behavior and ways parents can help to prevent this event from happening. As we know, the home is the first institution of learning. Anger management and social skills training should also be offered for the bully. The school may also want to suggest ways to help the victim become more assertive and advocate for himself when confronted by a bully. Social skills training for the victim should also be considered. If the bully continues despite interventions, it would be a good idea to discuss moving one of the students to another classroom, that's if they're classmates. If possible, move the bully instead of the victim. However, it is very important to discuss this move with both parents before it is undertaken. Thank you so much for listening to another segment of Shonike's Motivational Breeze. Let us take these things into consideration as we try to create positive and safe environment for our children. Every child can learn and every child must learn. Thanks for listening.
Welcome to another episode of Shauna Kay's Motivational Breeze. Thank you so much for inviting me in your offices, in your schools, in your business places, in your cars, wherever you are at this moment listening to Shauna Kay Motivational Breeze. I thank you. Today, I want to talk to you on the topic bullying. What is bullying? Bullying can be defined as an ongoing verbal, physical, or written harassment that occurs in community and or school setting. Bullies use aggression or threat of it to gain dominance over their peers. They tend to repeatedly target children who are different in some way or another. Non-assertive youngsters who will not defend themselves or seek assistance can also become a prey. Nearly all children experience bullying to some degree, and I'm sure you can attest to this. It occurs most often in youngsters between the ages of 10 to 14 years. It certainly exists among older children as well. However, its nature tends to become more subtle. Now, let us talk about strategies for school administration. What are school administrators doing to combat bullying? What are us as educators? What role do we play to help combat bullying? Well, I just want you to know that it is very paramount for school administrative personnel to increase awareness of the effects of bullying and reduce its presence in our schools. The first step is to create a bullying prevention committee. The committee should contain teachers, counselors, paraprofessionals, parents, administrators, and students. The committee should assess the prevalence of bullying in schools by having students complete surveys. Surveys is a great tool that will drive data that will give you data that will help you identify the different strengths and weaknesses that you have in your schools. Conducting observations, reviewing records, interviewing the involved parties. After the committee has gathered the information about the level and types of bullying in the, its school, it should search for an anti-bullying program that is suited to the needs and characteristics of the particular school setting. Now, school administrators, you should also increase awareness of bullying in the local community. It, it is said it takes a village to raise a child. This approach might involve holding a conference day that involves staff, parents, local merchants, community leaders, police, and students. The instructional event could help people understand the effects of bullying, how to recognize its presence, and how to intervene when they witness it. Students might devise realistic presentations, allow them to dramatize, or engage in other activities that helps to promote the awareness of bullying. Knowing that bullying is most likely to occur during unstructured times of the day, for example, during transition, recess, lunch, hallway passing to next classes, 
supervision of students should be increased on the playground and in the cafeteria and hallways. Having more supervision during these times not only helps to reduce bullying, but also improves intervention response time if an incident should occur. Finally, it is important to remember that parental participation is an integral part of successful anti-bullying programs. Parents should be informed of the bullying program used by the school or under consideration. We know the home is the first institution of learning. They should also be aware of the procedures used by administration in order to address and react to bullying incidents. The school administration should also encourage parents to become involved in the program and in the school's operation in general. Now, I want to share with you some classroom strategies I have implemented and I have been using to combat bullying in my classroom. Teachers, we serve on the front line in the campaign against bullying. Here are some tips you can use to keep bullying at bay. I discuss the rules with my students, or better yet, I can say I involve them in making the rules. Students are more likely to abide by and promote rules they helped create. Second, the rules should not be written in a positive manner. I encourage my students, instead of focusing on what the students should not do, I encourage them to write rules that identify the desired behavior. For example, instead of don't disrespect others, word the intent as talk nicely to others. Thirdly, when making rules, it is also a good idea to discuss the consequences for failing to follow them. Create consequences that will help the bully to learn social pro skills. The consequences should be something functional. For example, Writing, I will not hit Jane 250 times on a sheet of paper is not functional at all. While indicating what not to do, it provides no description of the desired behavior. In that case, the bully doesn't really learn anything new. It neither identifies or promotes an alternative behavior, such as when I'm hungry, I will use I messages to express my feelings. The bully should be taught to accept responsibility for his or her action and engage in more appropriate actions. Fourthly, hold regular classroom meetings. Every morning, I have mindful days, mindful Sundays, mindful Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So that my students, can I clarify or change bullying-related rules if necessary? This gathering helps my students to become more aware of bullying and what they should do if it happens to them. Every classroom dynamic is unique and that factor should always be considered when creating rules and consequences. Sometimes, rules also have to be modified because of that un-uniqueness. Develop and or use a curriculum and materials that actively promote positive assertiveness, communication, respect for others, and friendship within the classroom. And lastly, 
Talk regularly with parents and inform them of how their child is behaving and performing in school. It is very, very important that teachers, educators, you have a very, very positive relationship with your parents. Inform them of any bullying occurring to or from their child and discuss how action taken to help their child are not working. What to do in the midst of bullying? Once aware of a bullying incident and which child is the aggressor, speak to the bully. Let the offender know that this kind of behavior will not be tolerated in school. Remind him or her that everyone has a right to be safe in the school, including him or her. Very often, the bully will deny or minimize his or her involvement in the situation. Regardless, describe to the bully what he or she did and why it is not acceptable. Help them to understand. Discuss the consequences he or she will have to face as a result of the behavior and advise the bully that he or she will be closely monitored by the school staff. Document what happened. Documentation is very, very important. You need to have evidence. In my school, we have an incident report. The document should establish who, what, when, where, and why of the bullying, occurrence as well as how the school handled the incident. Encourage your other staff to closely monitor this student. It is also important to have serious talk with the victim as soon as possible. Make sure that the bully is not there. Use a concerned and supportive approach. Find out the victim's story and document his or her version as well. Assure the victim that consequences will be given to the bully. And if the bully or anyone else bothers him or her, the victim again, she or he should inform the staff so they can help him or her handle the situation. Arrange a meeting with the parents of both the victim and bully depending on the situation or the parent's preference. The meeting can occur with parents of the bully and victims together or at separate times and places. Administrative personnel should be present. Security personnel might also be asked to wait nearby. School personnel should discuss consequences the bully will face as a result of his or her behavior and ways parents can help to prevent this event from happening. As we know, the home is the first institution of learning. Anger management and social skills training should also be offered for the bully. The school may also want to suggest ways to help the victim become more assertive and advocate for himself when confronted by a bully. Social skills training for the victim should also be considered. If the bully continues despite interventions, it would be a good idea to discuss moving one of the students to another classroom, that's if they're classmates. If possible, move the bully instead of the victim. However, it is very important to discuss this move with both parents before it is undertaken. Thank you so much for listening to another segment of Shonike's Motivational Breeze. Let us take these things into consideration as we try to create positive and safe environment for our children. Every child can learn and every child must learn. Thanks for listening.